Welcome back to Chief's Neighborhood. Please pull up a chair, have a seat, take a drink, take a load off. We're going to tell you a story about Richie. Uh, these goes by many names, many monikers. Some are racist Richie, uh, dirtbag Richie, but today he's my friend, so we're going to call him Helpful Richie. Now, Richie is a redneck, and my dad has always told me, Vic, you have to keep a redneck around and keep one in your pocket because rednecks can do anything. And if they can't do it, they know somebody who can and they can get it done for you correctly and quickly. So that being said, I've always associated myself with everyone. But let's get back to Richie. I'm driving in a 1989 5.0 Mustang convertible as a private and I feel pretty good about it. I didn't have to spend too much on the car. Uh, I'm able to do a lot of the mechanical work myself. Richie loves my car. Like to Richie, my car is like godsend. It's a 5.0 with a goddamn saline body kit. You got the 302 GT40 intake manifold. Boy, I'll tell you what. I'm like, well, Richie, you know, you can drive it. I let him drive it because to me, it's a car that I do like, but ultimately it's a car. Richie tells me, if you ever need any help, let me know. I'll help you. Thank you, Richie. I really appreciate it. Well, lo and behold, one day I go to start the car. I'm fucking stranded. Can't leave. End up having to walk to work. It's not a far walk, about a mile. So I had to walk to work. Richie pulls up and says, oh, where's the 5.0? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's down right now. But what's wrong with it? I was like, I think it's the fuel pump. Well, well bring that on over to my house. We'll, we'll, we'll change it out. I can help fix that for you. I'm like, well, shit, I appreciate you, Richie. Thank you. I'm able to start the 5.0. It's still sputtering, but I'm ultimately able to drive it to Richie's house. So we drive it to Richie's house. I pull into the driveway and he tells me, you know, this is a two-man job. So we're going to back the car on the jacks and we're going to get this thing taken care of. So I'm like, yo, Richie, I really appreciate you because it's saving me a lot of money. What can I do for you? He was like, well, you go inside and uh, you enjoy the food that my wife made and you just relax while we put this thing together. I value our friendship. So I'm like, you know what? Racist Richie, you are helpful, Richie, today. Thank you, man. So Richie helps me out. We're there, we're, we're putting everything together. We're almost to the point where we're about to drop the fuel tank. So I'm under one side, Richie's on the other side. And as I'm going to drop the fuel tank, I say, Richie, you ready? He's like, yeah, yeah, Tiny, let's do it. So I'm like, all right, Richie, uh, three, two, one. When we go to lower the fuel tank in unison, apparently Richie didn't remove the bolt. So on my side where I removed the bolt, he didn't remove his bolt. He just untied it or um, unfastened it. So whenever we went to lower it, his side snagged. All the fuel dumped on me. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, my fault, Tana. You just go inside and just catch a quick shower. Don't let that gasoline sit on you too long. So I'm like, all right, I'm going inside. I'm going inside. I go inside and I see um, he has his two daughters. He also has a big, huge pit bull that he feeds like horse vitamins. Like this thing is massive. So he was like, well, don't, don't mind uh, baby girl. She, she's a good dog. Baby girl is a good dog. So I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, just go inside, go inside, go, go, 
get with the girls and they're going to give you some shampoo and everything you need to get right. So I'm like, all right, thank you. I go get with the girls and I'm like, hey, excuse me. Um, do you guys have any shampoo? Little girl looks at me and says, sure, come on. So I walk back to her uh, bathroom and she's like, you can use this bathroom. And she hands me a bottle of shampoo. I look at the shampoo and I was like, oh, uh, no, this is shampoo. Do you have any body wash? She said, yeah, it's two in one. I think to myself, eh, two in one is usually conditioner and, and shampoo. But you know what? I'm not going to argue. I'm going to use it. She says, here, my daddy told me to give you these pants. The pants that her daddy told me to give him were his work pants, mind you, which are ACUs, which haven't been washed which are normally a white and olive drab or gray and olive drab color. These are, these are black. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I don't have anything else. So I'm now going to be forced to free ball in this man's dirty pants. That I'm pretty sure he free balls in. I probably have crabs. I don't know, but I don't have crabs, but I, let's get back to it. So as they give me everything that I need, I then proceed to walk to the shower. While walking to the shower, I notice baby girl, the big huge pit bull, has left a massive pile of shit in the middle of the hallway. So I walk around the shit thinking to myself, oh, ugh, that's, that's no good. I get in the bathroom and I start bathing. Well, as I'm in there showering and bathing and getting fresh, the door keeps opening and closing because the little girls are now trying to peek over at me. I'm like, please, no, please, please don't do that. That's not the kind of attention I want right now. Little girls go away. I get done showering. I walk back in. Once I get out of the bathroom, get dressed, I walk back into the living room and I notice the shit is still there. But not only is the shit still there, but at this point now, somebody stepped in the shit. So clearly you think, oh, well, someone stepped in the shit. That means they know the shit's there. They're going to go clean the shit. No, the shit's still there. It's just a, a smushed in pile of shit. And the little girl stepped in it barefoot. So clearly you think, oh, well, hopefully she went to go clean her foot off. This is this is a bad this is a shitty situation. No. She was sitting on the couch with her feet folded with the shit still on the bottom of her feet. It was to the point where even the dog knew that the dog did wrong. So the dog was like, hey, I'm in my cage. You don't got to tell me to go home. I'm in my cage. I'm just going to sit here until shit blows over. <laughs> so now I've got to go back outside to continue to help Rich. And he's like, oh, well, do those do those pants fit you? I'm like, they're a little short, but it, hey, it is, it is what it is. We'll just get this job done. We get the job done. And I tell him like, hey, man, you know, there's a big thing of dog shit in your hallway. And he's like, God damn it, baby girl. At her fucking again. So I'm like, I, you know, yeah, but worse than that, I think someone stepped into dog shit. And he's like, well, you don't need to come inside. Your, your car's fixed. I suggest you go home. 
I look at him. He clenches his bottom lip. His uh, face is turning very red. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to know what happens next. So I'm going to go in my car that he fixed. That's no longer broken. That's riding like a champion. That all he wanted was company. I didn't even pay him. I felt bad for not paying him. So when he called and asked me to go fishing with him and do stuff with him, I was like, well, well, sure. You're just a man who wants some a little bit of company. I can give you that. No homo. Well, I guess I can't say no homo. That's not politically correct. But, you know, in a non-homosexual way. He just wanted company. Moral of the story is, you never know what kind of uh, effect you have on people and how you could best help or ease some burdens or pains. Never know what they're going through. They just might want some company. Thank you guys for listening again. Please share these stories. These are all true, 100% factual stories. Share them, pass them on. I appreciate you guys. I'll keep making more content.